This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Welcome to the Three Lions podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast. If you are a new listener, welcome along. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Regular listeners will know I like to try and delve into the history of our national football team when we don't have games to preview or review. Now recently I've spoken with supporters about various away trips, be it Kazakhstan in 2009, Le Tournoi in 1997, Uh, recently as well we've spoken with supporters about Seville 2018 and we've looked at England's participation at previous European Championships and one of my personal favourites was looking at England's very first game back in 1872. They can all be found at 3lionspodcast.com. And also in the past, I've been lucky to speak with some players, managers and staff who have all served their country in one way or another. And I'm pleased to say I've been fortunate again. Alan Smith was the England national football team physio, initially in 1986, appointed by Sir Bobby Robson. And then he was full-time from 1996 through until 2002. Now, he was kind enough to take some time out of his busy day to have a chat with me. I hope you enjoy this one. In the past, we've spoken with former England physio Gary Lewin, who told us about his time with the national team. And I'm pleased to say I'm joined by another former England physiotherapist. I'd like to welcome Alan Smith. Hello, Alan. Hello there. You okay, Ross? I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, very well, thank you. Yes. Good. Am I right in saying Gary Lewin followed on from you? Yes, if I can just explain, yeah. Mm. My first full international was under the management of Sir Bobby Robson. That was 1986. And then the, uh, 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 Sir Bobby gave me four full internationals again in 88. So I did the, the Russia away in 86, four games in 88, and then I was appointed full-time by Terry Venables in 1994. Oh. In the January of 1994. Okay. And I was working with Dr. John Crane. Yes. Dr. John Crane, former Arsenal, uh, and Dave Butler, former Spurs physio. Uh, that was the, the medical side. And then I stayed on uh, under Glenn Hoddle. Glenn was the next manager. So I did Euro 96 with Terry. Okay. Stayed on under Glenn Hoddle. And that's when the change came. Glenn brought Gary in at that point. So we worked together at the 1998 World Cup in France. Right. Euro 2000 with Kevin Keegan and the World Cup final in Japan with Sven-Goran Eriksson. So the whole thing, I was was full international to, to five England managers. 
Wow, that's amazing. Well, we'll 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 chat about some of those maybe in a in a little bit more detail soon. But am I right in saying that that you came into physiotherapy quite early in your career? Yeah, very early. Yeah, I, I, I signed for the Middlesbrough Football Club as a schoolboy when I was fourteen years of age. Played in the junior team, and I fractured my leg in two places when I was seventeen. Right. And that changed my life. And that was me uh, heading down the physio route. And it's a route I've really enjoyed, to be perfectly frank with you. Because you've been involved with some with some league clubs before the England job came along, haven't you? Was it, was it Rotherham, Blackpool, and, and probably more recently Sheffield Wednesday, wasn't it? They were my clubs, yes. It's obviously- yeah, and I was, I was first appointed to England in 1979 to the England semi-professional team. Okay. And then promoted to the under-21 team by Dave Sexton in 1982. We won the UEFA Cup in 1984, and then uh, B internationals and full internationals followed after that. So you've been part of a a trophy-winning England team. Oh, yes. Yeah, we won the UEFA Cup, yeah. How, how was that? Spain home and away. That's right. How was that? Yeah, marvellous. Marvellous achievement. Yeah, I mean, that, that group had people like Mark. Mark Hakeley played in that group. Uh, Stephen Hodge. Yep. Paul Bracewell. Lots of very, very good players. Some of the players that went on to to the senior team. Oh, yes, they did. Yeah, majority did, yes. Which which yeah. was your, your next step, as you say, um, Bobby Robson appointed you how, how did that come about how did did Bobby ring you up uh, yes um it was 1988 and I'm first team physio to Sheffield Wednesday and for some reason Norman Medhurst who worked with Fred Fred Street wasn't able to make the rush again so um he asked me if I could do it so I, and Howard Wilkinson very kindly the manager of Sheffield Wednesday at the time gave me permission to go, and that, that, that was it. I, that was my first full international. He did the same thing in uh, 88, four games in 88. So before I became, got the job full-time, I'd had experience at, with five full internationals. So is this because um, you say Norman Medhurst wasn't available for those games? Yes. So you, you were like a yeah. substitute physio to start with? Substitute. <laughs> it's a polite way of putting it, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> but but you obviously enjoyed um, it. But yes, uh, Norman must have had his Chelsea commitments, so uh, I was drafted in. Yeah, because back then to- um, those sort of positions were were shared between club and international, weren't they? They were at that time. When I became full time, I purely did England. So from the January of 1994, I was full-time, up to the World Cup, after the World Cup in 2002. And I think, I'm sure Gary was full-time after that. Yes. Yeah, and it's gone on from there. So I'm, I'm thinking, so that was January 1994. Was Graham Taylor still in charge then, or was it um, under Terry Venables? No, the manager was Terry Venables. So Terry he, Venables appointed me, no. 
So you were part of his sort of restructuring after Graham Taylor had come in and, and he restructured. Correct. We got not, if you remember, we were knocked out of the World Cup in America. Yeah. And there was a lot of change. That's right. And um, that's when uh, Terry took over. John Howe was the coach. Brian Robson was a coach. Dave Butler and myself were physios. Dr. Crane was the England doctor. What did Terry say to you? Um, well, the first phone call came from Dr. Crane. Right. And I'd been approached. I was at Sheffield Wednesday at the time. I'd been approached to go to uh, Glasgow Rangers with Walter Smith as manager. Okay. Which was a, a top, top club managed by a top, top manager. And, um, and, and I was all, all ready to go and, and join him at, uh, at Rangers. But as soon as Terry rang me, or, or Dr. Crane rang me, I said straight away, no, I'll take the England job. <laughs> and he invited me to take the job and he, um, he said, you'd be ideal for the job, Alan. This is Dr. Crane talking. Yeah. And I said, well, thank you very much, Dr. Uh, you can tell Terry I'll, uh, it's a yes from me. And Dr. Crane said, well, it'll ring you tomorrow from Italy to confirm the situation. So he rang me, everything was confirmed over the phone and um, it was dealt with in that manner. Yeah, marvellous. Great honour. Absolutely. Honor. You can't turn your country down, can you? No, you can't turn your country absolutely not. But the, all the lads that you've spoken to over Euro 96, that was an amazing tournament to be a part of. That was a, a marvellous pinnacle in your life, in your professional life. Well, as yeah, really. an England supporter, the, the England-Scotland game was personally my first England game that I ever went to. But yes. I remember the, the atmosphere, obviously, at that game, but around the country as well was, was just fantastic. But I imagine being, oh, yeah. being on the inside of yourself must have been, obviously, slightly different. Oh, yeah, marvellous. I mean, we had a great manager in Terry, a great backroom staff, Don Howe, Brian Robson, Dr. Crane, Dave and I worked well in really smashing backroom staff. Ted Buxton was on the backroom staff as well as a scout. And yeah, fantastic. Great players. Great players and great lads. Right. And uh, we had a wonderful spirit. But don't forget, at a tournament, uh, Russ, you're away from home a long time. So I think we were six, eight weeks in a hotel at Burnham Beaches Hotel. And, um, you know, the, the atmosphere was marvellous. Training every day at um, Bishop Abbey, you know, the hotel at Burn, Burnham was, was, well, you know, marvellous. So, yeah, the whole, the, whole th- the whole structure was perfect. The support was phenomenal. Obviously, it didn't go the way we, we hoped and, and we went out on penalties in the semi-final. Um, how, how did that feel? What was the atmosphere like within the dressing room after that game? Well, everybody was shattered. I mean, you can imagine, you, you've seen the Gaza uh, half chance. Oh, yeah. Where he just slid in at the oh. last minute. And he, he said to me after the match, he said, the ball, the ball touched his studs but he couldn't get enough deposit on the ball to direct it into the net. Close yeah. as that. Earlier in the game, Darren Anderson had had a shot, hit the post and bounced into the goalkeeper's hands. 
That's right. It yeah. could have bounced. It could. It could. It could have been deflected anywhere, but it bounced in the goalkeeper's hands, and you know it was just one of those nights. It could have gone either way. I remember Terry saying at the time, before the lads left the dressing rooms, that this is the European Cup final. The winner of this game will win the tournament. Make sure it's you. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Germany won it, and and he was right. The winners did go on to win it, didn't they? Correct, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you think it ever got better in your time for England than than Euro 96? Because obviously you had a a fair few tournaments afterwards. Oh, yes, I did, yeah. But I think I would say because the tournament was in, in, in England and the intensity of the support, I'd have to go for Euro 96. But the biggest honour, professionally, to go to the World Cup finals. Now, the first World Cup final finals were uh, in France when Glenn Hoddle was manager. Yeah. And the set, my second World Cup was in Japan. Well, you've not got too many supporters in Japan, but... <laughs> well, I can say um, I, I was there for that one. I did go I to I bet you one. were, yeah, I can yeah. imagine. But... Uh, yeah, it was, it was great to go to the World Cup. It was absolutely amazing. But I think emotionally, it, the Euro 96 was very, very special. Very special indeed. I think if you asked any of the players, yeah, they would they would go along with that. Yeah. And obviously this year with potentially, we really don't know how things are going to pan out at the moment. Do you think with England playing at home this year in the European Championships will be a, a similar feeling? Yes. With the added advantage, the manager has played in the European Championships in England. Yeah. So he, he'll be able to help his players. Gareth's, Gareth's a really good lad and he's a, a top-class manager. He's been through the mill himself. Exactly. He'll be he able to help and guide players. The young lads, and there's not a, that many of them had that type of experience yet. But um, when it comes, it'll come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they'll yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, they'll enjoy it, I'm sure. Can't fail to enjoy that. Yeah. I mean, you as say, in that dressing room afterwards, you must have seen Gareth as well. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I went and sat beside him. Yeah, after the penalty situation, yeah. Yeah, you, everybody was very... Sympathetic and uh, understanding, and um, yeah, massive disappointment for everybody. Yeah, as, so close fractions. As a, a physio, do you do you find you get maybe a little closer to the players rather than maybe the manager does? You say like you went and sat next to Gareth and maybe put your arm around him, something like that. Do you think you you have that sort yeah. of different type of relationship with players? Yes. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Terry, Terry was very close to the players. He was a, a wonderful manager, great manager, Terry Venables. But yeah, you do. You build up. A, you build up a, an understanding and a, a friendship with them, and, and trust with them. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good, good relationship. Yeah. You mentioned um, Terry Venables there, and, and then Glenn Hoddle. Um, Kevin Keegan and Sven Goran Eriksson, they must have all had different ways and ideas of playing and, and dealing with players and, and relationship with yourself. Were, were they all good to work under or work oh, yeah, alongside? Man. You missed Bobby Robson off that list as well. I, I must apologise. I must <laughs> apologise to Bobby. <laughs> he was a master of um, man management. 
Yeah. Go on, he tell was us about funny Bobby. without realizing he was funny. Um, yeah, he was a sm- marvelous man. Yeah, they're all all slightly different in the in the ways, but um, wonderful knowledge. All, all of them, wonderful knowledge, wonderful experience. Great, great at man management. Great with the press. Right. Great with the players. You know, the it, it's it's a, a full package, isn't it, to be the England manager? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, you've got to have everything going for you. Yeah. You mentioned going back a, a bit there, Brian Robson. He was such a player, not just for for Manchester United, but for England too. But but he suffered greatly with injuries, didn't he? And yourself being a physiotherapist, well, how did you see that from an England point of view? Well, I remember Fred, Fred would be the man at the physio at those in those days. Fred, Fred and Norman. I can remember him dislocating his shoulder in, in, in an England game. That was during the World Cup of '86, I think, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yes, he had, he had quite a few injuries. He was very, very tough. A great player, but, hmm. and. Um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, the game was a little bit different in those days, and he did suffer with one or two injuries along the way. Yes, wonderful, wonderful player though. Yeah, Brian, absolutely great yeah. lad as well. By the way, is he? Yeah, smashing lad. Yeah, smashing. Someone I'd like to speak yeah. to at some stage. I mean, physiotherapy. You say the game. You say the game has changed over the years. I'm sure physiotherapy has as well. From your time within the England setup to to now having your own practice. Yes, I think the technology's altered. Right. The principles of care uh, haven't altered. The principles of treatment haven't altered, but technology's altered. You know, a lot, a lot of the equipment is computerized equipment. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of technology involved, but uh, it's you know it's such an enjoyable job, very enjoyable job. It seems to be. I think as yourself, you've got your own practice, which I believe you you run with. You, is it your son Paul? Um, Paul, and, yes. Yeah, and and Gary Lewin as well has got his own practice. So it seems to be this natural progression. Work for England, get your own practice. Yeah, yeah. If you can do that, it's marvelous. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think you, um, I think it's a caring profession, Russ. And the caring type of person usually do well in and, and last a long time in physiotherapy. Right. And um, it, it's it's an ideal. I mean, I live five minutes away from my practice. I'm not travelling anywhere. I just walk to work, and and and, and I'm helping people get better. It's all about helping people, you know, and treating people. And, yeah, it's, it's a smashing job, yeah. Very rewarding. Very I recommend it to anybody. There you go. You mentioned Gaza as well. You must have a – I always like to ask if anyone's got a Gaza story. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, pl- there's plenty, yeah. What one yeah, can fun, you tell us lad. that you won't get into I mean, trouble the thing with? about Paul, going back to Euro 96, Ross, thing about Paul, at that time – Arguably the best midfield player in the world. Really, marvellous player. But on the other side of the coin, a great lad, made people laugh, was great for team spirit. You know, I mean, uh, he, he was always up to tricks. And um, every, everybody loved him. He was, he was just, he was a smashing lad, yeah, great lad. It's a pity to see the way he's gone. Yeah. It's saddening to see the way... Things have worked out for him. 
but uh, hopefully he can make some kind of recovery. Yeah, yeah, let's hope so. In all your time being with England and all the places you've been, there must be a a real, real highlight or, or some a strange scenario that you've been in. What what sort of springs to mind? I know you've mentioned Euro '96. Yeah, I would. Yeah, it's got Euro '96 has got to get a mention, hasn't it? And the game against Tunisia, that was my very first World Cup game in France. Right. Um, that was that was a special moment. Yeah, the whole thing, you know, it's uh, being England physiotherapist is special. That's the top and bottom of it, really. You're representing your country. It's a great deal of responsibility, but um, the enjoyment, satisfaction you get out of it is second to none. Brilliant. Yeah. Sounds great. When Bobby Robson had his. It was, it was a farewell game um, Bobby Robson had up at Newcastle. He, did he call you up to be physio for that game there? Yes. Yes, yes, I was the physio that day, yeah. That must have been an honour. Oh, yeah, Howard Wilkinson and Don Howe were the coaches and Bobby invited me to be the physio, yeah. Absolutely marvellous. Yeah, what, what a nice thing to do. Mm. And... Um, yeah, we had Gazza who play, played, Alan Shearer played, John Barnes, David Platt, a lot of uh, Peter Chilton, you know, a lot of the old England players. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the Lothar Mateus played for Germany. Yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely, yeah, it was, it was a great day. Yeah, St. James Park was full and it was uh, a very, very special moment. Yeah. Oh. For a very, very special man. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Did, yeah. That particular game, I I can't imagine you were called called onto the pitch. Then were you? No, no, <laughs> no, the, the, no. Uh, there's one or two injuries to sort out after uh, after the game, right? But uh, no, not, not not at all. There was no no injuries once whatsoever. Was there any any particular incidents that that you've been onto the pitch in your England time that you you can mention? Uh, quite straightforward, really. I mean, um, no, I wouldn't. I would say not. I would say quite, quite straightforward. All of them. Yeah. You know, um, straightforward injuries, treatment on the pitch, treatment off the pitch, rehabilitation. Yeah, very, very straightforward. Really. Thankfully, nothing too serious. No, that's that's good. That's why you'd want it. Yes. Another way, if the young, young, young. Um, Physios, look, we're listening to this interview. My route to the full England job was 1979, England semi-professional team, part-time players playing for Enfield and Altrincham and people like that. And uh, that was that was my first England, uh, England international appointment, followed by under-21s with Dave Sexton. So you're moving up the ladder then B internationals, and then ultimately full internationals. So like in most cases, or, in, or virtually all cases in football, you start at the bottom and you work your way up over. And it's it's down to hard work, dedication, commitment, and the desire to be the England physio. Because believe me, Russ, there's just nothing better. Did you decide to call it a day for England or or was you when Sven left 
was it um, Steve McLaren who came in and brought in his own team? No, no. I, I went went whilst... <laughs> my last game, this is me again, my personality. But my last game with England was England-Brazil, quarterfinal of the World Cup in Japan. Yeah. Then I retired. I see. That was me fi- retired. That was me finishing at the top. But when I going back, way back, um, you know, my, my first uh, England game was semi-professional. Yeah. One of the semi-professional internationals, and that was my last game. So I reached the very pinnacle of the game. Absolutely. I'm just thinking about that game now. You got me thinking against Brazil. Do you think Ronaldinho intended to uh, to score there? Well. To be perfectly fair, he shaped, the shape he shaped up to cross the ball, and I personally thought he overhit the cross. But that's only my opinion. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we oh, yeah, that was unbelievable. We took the lead through Michael Owen. Yeah. After about twenty minutes, and uh, they equalised a minute before half time to Ronaldinho, and then Ronaldinho scored in the second half. Uh, again, yeah. another another disappointed dressing room, I imagine. Disappointed dressing room, but so close again. Yeah. Two two one in Japan against the world champions. You know, it's so close, and it's it's fine margins, Russ, between success and not quite being successful. Yeah. It's fine margins. Hopefully, they can do it this year or sometime in the future, but it's fine margins. It really is. Yeah. You need the rub of the green occasionally. We do that soon. I'm sure we are. I, uh, let's hope yes. it's this summer. Um, yes. Alan, thank you very much for your time. It's very much appreciated. Um, great it's, pleasure. It's great to hear some, some stories from, from back in your, your time working for England. It's been, been really nice. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed, Russ. Great. Uh, I'd like to say thank you to Alan there for his time. And also, I'd like to say thank you to John Hemmingham from the England Band as he helped get the ball initially rolling between us. Incidentally, my chat with John is still available at 3lionspodcast.com or your usual podcast provider. And if you know someone involved within the England setup, past or present, feel free to get in touch. You can do that via email, threelionspodcast at gmail.com or on any of the social channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just search Three Lions Podcast. And you can find the show on the likes of Spotify, YouTube and iTunes. And if you do happen to be there tuning in, go on, please give it a review and a rating. I'm not going to beg you for five stars. Give it what you feel it deserves. I'd be most appreciative. And if you know someone else who might enjoy it, why not mention it to them? So once again, thank you very much for listening. My name's been Russell Osborne. This is the Three Lions podcast, and I'll be back very soon with another episode talking about our national football team. Until then, cheers. Cheers.